My next guest is a legend in the business. She has a career that spanned over 20 years and she's worked with the likes of Salam Remy, Ski Beats, Mos Def, Frisco, Omar, uh, S2, uh, Swindle, Damn. the list goes on and on. I could be here all day, but I'm, oh, before I even introduce you, I'm with, she's also released a sixth studio album, which is My Life Story. I am here with the incredible Terry Walker. Terry Walker, thank you for, thank you for joining me at Skillet's World today. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan. I mean, Thank I'm, you. I'm, you're a legend of business, and I just wanted to give you your flowers. I mean, I'm, I'm who am I to give you the flowers? I'm sure loads of people are giving you your flowers. But yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, thank you for joining me. It really means a lot. It means a lot for you. It means a lot for you to invite me as well. But it's called my love story, by the way. That but I know what people. Yeah, you say my life story, but oh, but I, you know I what? My love story. But but the thing is though, I do get my because it kind of is my life. My life story, my love story. So it's kind of similar yeah. to that. Okay. And, but you know, even as you were just mentioning the names that I've worked with, you know, yeah, I have worked with all those people, you haven't I? Loads more than that. Yeah, I Nicole know. Ray. Nicole Ray. Didn't even Nicole my goodness, Ray. you know, obviously um, Kaylee Lewark, Deneo. <laughs> it goes on, but yeah. I mean, do you know when you love what you do? Do you know what I mean? I can swear on her, no? Yes. Okay, yes, good. Yeah. Just, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, you're just, yeah, you don't see it, you're just working. You just say, just yeah, say we have to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I kind of want to kick off this interview with a gift. So I've got a gift. So I was looking at it, we can use that for. Large more style. It's a seven-inch record of... Oh, <laughs> my God. Do you know what? Yeah, that is... No! It's one of your... Um, Do you know what? It's you've amazing. gone on record to say that's one of your first... The first songs that's Ooh, kind of... Closer. Yeah, by Phyllis Lelfi. I remember as a kid putting this in my mind, like, stop scratching up the record, them! And I've always said, oh, my God. You know, it's funny. Every interview I've been doing recently, everyone mentions this Phyllis Lelfi now because obviously uh, people actually are paying attention. Yeah. <gasps> Thank no, you. No, it's cool. I mean, that, that was... It was that record and oh a few, obviously, had, you said... Did you say Whitney? Well, this, okay, well, this is the first record. I was fired because this is why I, the reason I started this show. I've got this thing called The Melting Pot yes, um, that I, that I start right. my night. Um, once I do once a month, and then I've got the radio show. And in the show, I asked people, what were the first three songs that you heard that made you... Right. And only because I'm going... Everything that I do goes, by, goes from personal experience. So then that way I can be like, okay, well, how did you feel when it happened? So mm -hmm. I was five years old when I first... When I moved to Germany... I was fourteen to Germany, but I was five years old when I heard this record in my mum's front room, and I remember her, remember just her voice coming through the speakers and thinking, "What the hell is this? And who? How can I? I, I want people to. I want to make people feel how she's making me feel right now. That's that's what I thought, and that's when I knew that I wanted to sing. Yeah. And that was when I was five years old. So this record, that's made me smile. It's, Thank it's you. A sleeve, it's just a sleeve, but you know. The, no, it's, but it doesn't matter though. Yeah. It's the record. That's yeah, what I matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, thank you. No, you're very most, you're most welcome. Okay, yeah, and, and what a voice you have as well. You, you know, you, you're seen as <coughs> one of the greatest in the UK and, so, oh, wow. you know, your vocal style, the music you made. Um, let's talk about, before we actually talk about your mm. music journey, mm. you mentioned that Germany. Yes. Um, I know you're, 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 you're Jamaican heritage. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Your parents, both, 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 both yeah, are both Jamaican, that, yeah, yeah. but then obviously you have a stepfather that's German. Yeah, but damn. So you moved to Germany when? When I was four years old, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did mention yeah, that. Yeah, when I was okay. four. So when you were four, you moved to Germany. Yeah. And you lived there for how long? So I was here until I was four, but then what happened is I went to Germany, but then I came back to England to go to boarding school when I was 11. So okay. but then I, but I was still living in Germany until I was 18. And okay. then I came back to fully live back in England when I was 18. Were you singing in Germany? No, see, this is the thing, not at all, no. Okay. And I started, I knew that I wanted to sing when I was five, but I didn't. I was trying to, you know, sing along with records and stuff, but I never had any singing lessons. But when I went to boarding school, I had my first singing lesson because um, there's an opera teacher there when I was 15. Right. And that's when I kind of really started to kind of understand about breathing techniques. And, and she was just like, oh, you know what? You've got such a great opera voice. Like, why do you want to sing this secular music? But I wanted to sing soul music. But I just wanted to know how to sing, you know? 
But um, again, like so many, so many experiences in my life has changed. But then, as you say, one of the greatest things I'm like. To me, I didn't start out. I was awful. My mum would be like, shut up, your mind. Didn't make up to I my dad. I find that hard to believe that you No, were but awful. listen, when I started out, uh, you know when you're just trying to find, I'm probably out of key, singing loud. I, I used to shout a lot because I just think the more you shout, the bigger, yeah. the, the bigger you sing, yeah. the more great you are as an artist. Yeah. But obviously, the older you get, you start to realise some of the best singers are the ones that just are just intricate and just know how to do a little... But then obviously now to protect their voice, and I think opera really taught me that. So, so you so you had the opera training. Yeah. But you were never really, you didn't really want to follow that. Well, line, I, did I, I did, you know, I did some of the arias and did some of the um, is it the festivals that they did? And, okay. You know, and we, uh, oh, I, sick. I, I used to sing with them when I was okay. younger, when when I was about four, 13, 14, 15, well, fifteen <laughs> onwards, fifteen, sixteen. But it just it just wasn't my world because you have to be a certain kind of way. And you can <laughs> sing me already. I'm like, yeah, you yeah, know me. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. I want to be myself. I ain't got time to be all perfect and stuff. I just want to be. So how did your, if you don't mind me asking, how did your mum and stepdad meet each other? Was it in, in England? Um, no, my mum met my stepdad in Germany, actually. Okay, so yeah. she moved to Germany for her own, for, for business? Or no, no, no. I mean, she was over there with my mum's, my mum's sister went, they went over there. I think, I don't know what they were doing over there, but I think they were partying or whatever else, but then they met my stepdad and then... Oh, okay. And then the, and the Yeah, it wasn't an army thing, because people always think it's an army situation. Right, right. But no, he met my, met my mum, fell in love, and... um. Yeah. So yeah. So he, you seem like so he's your father, basically. Well, do you know, to me, but my, my dad was still alive until he, he died when I was eighteen. Actually, and that's when I'm, I first kind of came out and started to say I sang "I Will Always Love You" at his funeral, and right. that's the first time I kind of really got people to see that I could actually sing. Um. So, but my stepdad, like, he was definitely the one that raised me and kind of infused into me like what it means to be a woman and what to, what it means to have a good man or a man that yeah. really appreciates you for who yeah. you are and respects you and yeah. you know. Invest in you, yeah. how you invest in him, but um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you so okay, so you sang uh, "I Was Always Love You" at your um, unfortunately on your dad's funeral, yeah. and then from there people were kind of like, oh wow, yeah, like, Terry, got, Terry could sing. I got my first manager actually from that because um, his girlfriend was there and she's like, yo, you need to hear this girl, she's an amazing, and she um, her mum used to date my dad at the time, but um, and obviously I didn't know my dad that well because obviously I'd, I'd moved to Germany when I was four, but. But then, obviously, because of that connection, and there was, like, like my, my dad, Horace Walker, like, a very well-known name in South London, especially, like, from the sound system days. Like, it, there was, like, thousands of people right. at this event. You know black people, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, of course. Funeral, even if people yeah. don't know them, they're at the funeral. Like, you see? I'm going to come for the night, night. Some fool does that. I have a say, I don't know how he is, but I don't know who he is. But you don't know who he is, Yeah, but I don't know who he is, but he was just there. So it's one of them ones where I got to sing in front of all these people that are just like, well, Horace Walker, that, 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 okay. Right. You know, so, um... And then after that, obviously, yeah, so he met me. But then again, I was just, I'm like fresh off the boat from Germany. So you have to remember, when I came... And you can speak fluent German yeah, as well. No, but when I came back from Germany, yeah. Okay, so what will happen is, as much as I came back from, in- go back and forth to England, I was very Americanized. So I remember in England, everyone had their... You don't want wearing your Averexes, your, mm-hmm, you know, your Wallabies. Mm-hmm. Your, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany yeah, yeah, yeah. was very... High tech boots, Raiders, everything started, da da da. And I went to Chicago, I so said, I'll come over my Chicago board. But then before I got into that period, I was, I'd be one of them black people that used to wash their hair and think I could wash and go, but not realizing that my hair would go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was still kind of, because I was like, hanging out with a lot of white um, people. But my mum was quite black, black, but the same thing would just leave, would just leave me to it. So when I came back to, to England, I was a bit right. fresh off the boat of just, 
being carefree, but you remember you can't be black and carefree over here no. amongst amongst your community, especially carefree. Yeah. Like, why your hair looks out? Yeah. Why you never yeah, clean yeah, your yeah, legs? They'll cuss you out. They'll cuss, yeah, you, they'll out. cuss you out. And yeah. I, you know, all those things I had to kind of adjust to again. And then you know, so when I when I met him, I was, I was sitting on stage, but I was kind of dressed up by everyone else. But I still was still finding my own little balance of what it meant to be me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so of course, yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. And obviously, I'd said earlier in the interview, I said, uh, oh, this is when people realise that Terry can sing. Well, Terry's not your birth name, is oh, yeah, it? So Terry's your stage name. Yeah. But, so at that time, you were still going under your, because you wasn't pursuing music at that yeah, time. Yeah, no, at yeah. that time, it was still Chanel. Chanel. Yeah, 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 so your real yeah. name is Chanel? Stettenbaugh. Stettenbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stettenbaugh and, well, Chanel Walker Walters. But your father's Walker. Yeah, and then my mum's a Walters. So there's a Walker Walters and Stettenbaugh. Right. So when you were, so when you started being, okay, I'm going to try and pursue music now. Yeah. Was it hard for you to think of a name or you were just like, I know what I'm going to call myself? Do you know what? At the time, I just, it would have been Chanel, wouldn't it? Because obviously it was such a good one, Chanel, Perfume, I thought it was a cool name. But then when I um, obviously found my first management and then, you know, I started making records and then it was like, we need to give you a name. But I just thought Chanel at the time then was just a bit, with what kind of music, music that I wanted to make, was just a bit too common because a lot of people was called Chanel Chantel. Yes. It was just like... Yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah. and I knew that my music that I wanted to do wasn't necessarily R&B. It was a bit more... Growing up and it's a bit more so. First of all, I love Tony Braxton and I was quite tomboyish as well. So there's so many, there's so many elements for why Terry Walker. Walker was my dad, and I thought to pay homage to my dad, my real dad, I yeah, kept that's Walker. Nice. Yeah, that's but then cool, Terry, the whole tomboyish Terry Tony, Tony. But then at the same time, he sounds like a quite a distinguished person as well. Yeah. So it kind of all kind of you know started okay. into that place. So you started doing music under the moniker under the moniker Terry Walker. Yeah. I'm assuming you were doing loads of live shows. How did the whole connection with from doing music, because from a short time when you started, you started getting on records with yeah, Shanks and Bigfoot. I know, and, it's crazy. Yeah. But from that, from that funeral, like literally, like really, the music industry is literally one of those things where you're just yeah. in the right place in the right time, and as long as you ready, you're always ready to go. You're good to go. So when I performed that day, then he obviously he got me into studio sessions and stuff. But then before that, I used to do, I used to be at like a, you know talent shows right. and, I, yeah. and I never did competitions but I just used to sing at talent shows right. and be part of choirs and stuff like that but then yeah when that happened he literally straight in the studio recording people writing songs with me but then he also had me co-writing with people he never had people just writing for me he wanted me to be my own artist which is one thing I love my first management for because they always made sure that I was really adamant on me writing yeah and never just having someone writing something for me and then me singing it they right. always wanted me to be myself but I think what happened was then it's just that after a while when I was Finding um, Shanks and Bigfoot was a situation where obviously they had the number one hit. Sweet, can I say something? I actually thought that was you. you no, know? it wasn't me. For I years, I thought that was you. I sang Sing Along, the one when they went to number 12. The one where you're riding the horse. Yeah. yeah. Ah! <laughs> you know, that was not even In the streets of Harlem. And like, like someone, someone in the background needs to not be laughing, yeah? But you're laughing. Watch me and you after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's funny because I've had so many moments in, the, in this industry where this is what I keep saying to people please don't. Uh, like, don't don't stop yourself. Go, like, sometimes if you don't know, you just got to try things out for you to know what is not for you. And once one thousand percent. One thousand percent. No one can tell me to do that ever again. Yeah. No one can tell me to go jump, sit on a horse, to put a weave on my head, that when it starts raining, it gets bigger. No one can tell me the that. Tune, the tune wasn't bad, though. No, the song itself. The song wasn't was bad, yeah, so, yeah. And even the song, but then certain looks, like, I'm not singing certain, I mean, yeah. you know, certain things I know that I, but when you're still learning it, and you know, and you want to be in it, like, because this is why sometimes I think these kids or people nowadays, they're not really hungry enough, because like they're quick to give up so quickly. Oh, it didn't work out for me, did it? Oh, this person, oh no, I gave up. This is so embarrassing. Like I've had so many embarrassing moments, but I think until I found what I knew exactly what I was about, when I did 
Yeah. From that yeah. day, no one can tell me that. I yeah, travelled yeah. the world. I'm working with Salam Remy. Like, yeah, come on, real, my real. hero. Yeah, yeah, for real. For well, I didn't even know was my hero before because we was in Germany. You know, I'm listening to watching the music tech music channel, and this song comes on. I wear my sunglasses yeah. and to spy on my girlfriend. And me and my mum kind of like, yo, what the hell is this? We ran, we ran to TV looking to find out who it was. So we ran out the next day and we went to the record store to find the record. And yeah. it was Fuji's from the, yeah, from the first album. Yeah. But it turns out it was a remix. But the album, the first album was a little knob. So I don't know if anyone knows, but the first Fuji's album, they even say it themselves wasn't a great record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. we were like, what is this? And we, then we found it was a remix. So anyway, so years later, I meet Salam. I get introduced to him, we're talking. And I, by this point, we've already made a project together. We've been hanging out for a year. And he goes to me, so what's one of your favorite? What's one of your favorite records um, that you've ever, you know, one of your favorite records that, you know, growing up? I said, you know, one of my all time favorites is this one by Fuji, it's called Fuji La. Yes, I remember. You what? This whole time I didn't know that he that he remixed the record that. So it shows you, like, everything aligns yeah, in a way where. It's like it was meant to be. It was like yeah, it was meant yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. obviously he's done Jasmine Sullivan when I was there when he did, when he did, um, um, what's his name again? Miguel. Um, mm-hmm. um, all I want is I, I was uh, I was there for so many things that he's you know leaving that right, right now with, with, with his museum thing he's done. I was there when he did like the first picture. Right. And it's just amazing just to see people that you know that you looked up to and they, I aspire to be like like Lauren so much first starting out like mm-hmm. to she could sing, she could rap, she could act. I was like, Ugh. and then it turns out that I'm with someone that actually helped her become who she was. Mad. That's crazy, isn't that's it? That's crazy. I love, I love, I love that's crazy. the thing about music and creativity. You just, you just never know who you, you inspire and who, and who you, and who, how, how, that, how your journey's going to play out with who you meet. Um, okay, so you, so you, Shanks and Bigfoot was kind of your breakthrough time because you, you were all over that album, really. Yeah, I was. I did, I did every song. You wasn't every song, apart yeah. from Sweet Like Chocolate, which was their biggest hit. Yeah. All right. That sounds like shame. I didn't even like that. But Civil Love was the follow-up hit. That was the follow-up hit. I, I, you know what? I vivid, you know what? Ask Kana, my brother, who's behind the camera. Ask Kana, who's the co-producer of the show. We are. Uh, we were like such music nerds and heads. Yeah, like, yeah. like once I'm a nerds, like we've recorded everything, like VHS tape decks, everything. So I need to go. Like I need to, which I kind of missed the boom period of when things started becoming digital and you can like kind of like record from VHS. I mean, you can still do that, but. It's, I think it's a bit harder to do that now, mm. but I've got loads of tape cassettes, yeah. and, I, and I know I've got some of you on top of the pops. Um, but I, I found it on YouTube though, so that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. someone has uploaded it on YouTube. And I think you were on Jules Holland. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the stuff you were doing from that album, and then no, before no, I think you did um, sing along in top of the pops. Yeah. But Jules Holland was your stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was my stuff. Yeah. All right. So so after Shanks and Bigfoot, it was time for you to have your solo yeah, release, yeah. and then Def Jam. Came knocking. Definitely. So now what happened is that um, that so that management that at the time that um, and they were amazing. Like you know, they Aaron Hercules. He you know he that's you know, he's the first my first manager. Amazing. But then at the time it's like they were doing they were looking after um, architects which just had body groove. Yeah, body groove. Body groove. And, and yeah. so obviously I'm there still trying to find myself. And then obviously they were doing their thing, and I realised that I just didn't. I no one really knew what to do with me, and I didn't know what to do with me. So I kind of disappeared for like a clear my head for a week and I disappeared and I went to LA for a week okay by myself stayed, stayed in some dodgy motel I could have got killed and everything I don't know what the hell I was doing <laughs> but this is how this is my the way my spirit just tells me to do things and I just did it and my mum you know I was always in contact I was in contact with my mum and everyone but no one knew where I went my, or even my, my, or my management at the time no one knew where I was they were trying to look for me they couldn't find me but I was out there just to clear my head so it turns out I ended up recording Love Fall 
which is one of the first songs that starts my first album. Um, Loveful, Brand New Day, and Loveful, Brand New Day, and Ching Ching. And those, and basically, Loveful is the song that everyone heard, and that's that how I got signed. And right. I, I was meant to get signed to Death Jam in the States, but 9 11 happened. Ah, okay. So then I had to fly back to England, but then Jaha Johnson, who was the head of um, Death Soul UK at the time, was like, yo, why you aren't going all the way to the States? I was here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we didn't know that. But then he, so basically, I then became the first lady of Death Soul. Sick. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then that's when you started working on your solo album, which was on yes, yes. Untitled, Untitled 2003 release, which was nominated for Mercury. Yep. Prize and four mobos and everything. That, that's the same year Dizzy was on that. Yes, Dizzy, Dizzy yeah, won Dizzy that year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, wicked, awesome. I love that album, by the way. Untitled. That's, a, that's a... Do you know what? It's so mad. Like when I listen back to it now, and I think I loved it. Like I didn't know I called it Untitled for a reason because I didn't know what I was doing. Again, I just wanted to sing. Yeah. I was just happy to be there. I got all these things happening, great. But I knew that I st- was still figuring myself out. So, so even when you see the album cover, I'm in front of a. You know, it's, it's me in front of pictures of like massive pictures of myself, but. I want people to name it whatever they want to name it because it's mm. why it's untitled. So. Okay, sick. But when I think about the first song, it's the song that... But, but, but every album that I do, the first song always has to be a statement and it has to always be... Because I, I think I just remember Loveful saying, I'm not your Loveful. You seem like you, you see, it seems like you... I've heard that on the toilet. It seems like you think, go it going on, but you don't stink. Like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's basically me saying, like, I know who I am, don't take the piss. And every album that I start with always comes with a... Don't fuck with me today. Right, awesome. Kind of thing. So yeah. that's from Loveful to... Um, to this is my time to um, I am to break out and then just want to finally overuse. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Mm. And yet, most deaf, most deaf was one of the features on that album. Yep. Um, yes, most deaf. Uh, what was like? What was that like working with him? Well, at the time, oh at the time I was on, a, I was on. A, <laughs> when I went to meet him to record it, at the time I was on holiday with my, one of my boyfriend, one of my boyfriends, with my boyfriend. <laughs> Terry's even magic. Oh my god, this is so crazy. No, so and you know when you're young, if you can, because I didn't know who was. I didn't know who. I was an R&B. You're more of an R&B person. You wasn't really into hip hop at the time. At the time, at the time, yeah. So it was meant to be between Common and Most Dev. Okay. Did you know who Common was though? At the time, no, because I was. I was a soulhead. Remember, I was. I must have been 21, 19. That must have been 19 when I was. You'd be 19 at the time, yeah. So um. But then obviously, and because of Death Jam, that's why I got these, you know, and of course, because, because of all the connections. But obviously, when I found out who most was, I was like, oh. but he always says to me, that's one of my favourite records that, that, he's, that he's featured on. It's like, a big hey. tune. I wouldn't be surprised. It's I know, tune. but at the time, I was on holiday with my boyfriend and they told me to come back to um, to fly out to New York to be there to record. And I was like, ah, I'm on holiday with my boyfriend, I'm not leaving now. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I ended up breaking up with him anyway, duh. But um, but it's one of those. But then every time I've seen it after that, we you know we've, we've collaborated and other things, not worked together musically, but I've just been a part of things that, that he's been part of. of. Okay. And it's just always so always welcoming love. and just so always lovely, always. And I've co- I'm think, and I think because of him, I've been invited to a lot of things as well. You know where people just yeah. embrace projected because oh you got record with most there, come on you people, you know. So was you writing more on this album, this untitled album? See the untitled, no, no. But the songs that got me signed were songs that I've written. Yeah. But um, or co-wrote. But um, no, but then they got a lot of writers in that like, drawing. I didn't write drawing board. A lot of people. Yeah, think, I love that. Yeah, tune. a lot of people think that I wrote drawing board. But I thought ha- you wrote. I thought you wrote drawing. Yeah, board but well. the thing is, what happens with that one is because in the sessions back then they'd have people in and we'd have conversations, and she talk, they'd ask me about what who what I, what I was about, what I liked, what I was into, and then that person whoever wrote would, was writing would then shape it and then write right. about you know my experiences who I was. So it was always still a song that 
But I could have written it because it was about me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just some fantasy idea of it. Yeah, 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 no, of course. No, no. No, some big tunes of that album. And then um, I felt like with the second album... Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! Like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. Uh, no, well, no, like, not like... Just spit like, it out. Uh, no, I just felt like they were changed. They were, it was a... Legend! Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, I love Terry, you know, I love you, babe. Oh. Second album. Yeah. I know it wasn't your decision. That's, that's what I was going to say. So I felt you like in the second it. album, they, yeah, they completely changed. I felt like Unentitled, you had so... It was like your voice, your creative control, yep. what you wanted. Oh. And then obviously because of labels, and we all know how labels work, yep. they've probably felt, no, let's make us sound more like Sunshine Anderson yeah, or, no, this is, or Beyonce. Or... But this is what, this is what um, Whoopsie Daisy was about, really, because Whoopsie Daisy was like between, because um, the people that produced that record was um, the same people that produced Superstar for Jamelia. And because obviously that she'd had a number one with that, a number one or number two, one or two. But anyway, she was, you know, Jamelia on point was came running beautiful woman it was one in england at the time and i think they wanted because my album was so niche even though it was very it was it was critically acclaimed and everyone loved it you know from all the board sheets and all the you know yeah no no it got loads of love loads of love yeah magazines everywhere like like, i was definitely someone that's why i got those nominations but sorry but i don't remember what happened is because it didn't sell and obviously you're signed to a label it's a business so I remember having... It was mobile, you're sorry, you're, you said nominations, mobile as well, right? Yeah, mobile. Same as Beyonce that year. Yeah. And, um, and um, but because obviously it didn't sell, it was a thing of, I need to go back and find a way to right, make, make it, money, yeah. monetize it. But then what happened is at the time, I had new management, and that, I, had, I had to change management, and then um, I was kind of by myself in that period, and I ended up having this other management that, would, that really didn't really understand what I was about. And, you know, to be fair to me, like, again, as I said, I wanted to just... I just wanted to sing. So I was like, okay, whatever I've got to do, I've got to do. And I, didn't really, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, what I was saying and necessarily. It's just like, oh, I'm, I'm singing. People can hear me sing. And then, but then after, when, after that whole happened with the Wootsie Daisy thing and it kind of kind of crashed and burned, I realised, you know what? I have to be in control. I need to know what I'm doing here. So yeah. people think that I think that, I'm, that I got dropped, but I actually told them to let me go. Okay, so you, you yes, told them. I had okay. a meeting. My, my manager at the time. No manager at the time said to me, go and have a meeting. Have a meeting with, with the head of the, of the label and, you know, just have a discussion. And the first thing he said to me, he said, yo, what happened to Terry Walker? That's what he said to me. The first thing he said, and I said, just let me go. Mm. He goes, oh, I said, just, I said, just let me go because yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And if I be honest with you, I'm just going to end up making, wasting more and more money whilst I'm trying to figure it out. And then yeah, let's yeah. just leave it on this point. So that's what after that, I ended up making an album independently called I Am. And it's one of the, one of the reasons why the industry, people always think, oh... So hard on, I've, the industry's never been bad to me. The industry's been amazing to me because every time I've had a record out, the radio's playing it. Like, you know, that's why I can still get to work with all the up-and-coming people because they know, you know, the, rel- the relevance. But until you have that conversation people, and you say that, and maybe maybe like a major platform where people, everyone hears it, people don't want to hear that because they don't want people to see that, you know, you can be independent yeah. and just trust yourself. Because a lot of people ask me to come and consult and stuff, and I don't want to consult on people... If I have to tell them what to do, I don't want to tell. I just want you to. I want you to know who you are. Yeah. And that's not. I, you can't pay me for that. I wanna. I wanna get to know you. you I, I, I wanna be paid for me kind of shaping or molding someone. I want you. To, I want you to be yourself at all times and not and not be a thing of it's calculated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, definitely. So hence why the industry is taking a long time for me to get back to this place where I can now finally support and you know kind of support myself again because. Mm-hmm. This is a labor of love, but when it's done right, it will it will pay you for the rest of your life. You know. 
I felt when you came back with the, the third album, I Am, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you were, a lot of the concepts of, of the songs is very much, you were being very much truthful, speaking your truth. Yeah, 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 situations you've been through, heartbreak, mm. you know, whatever. Um, is it, do you find that stuff easy to write? Yeah, because I'm an open book, you know, it's like, what you see with me is what you get. And, and I think that's how I got signed in the first place. Mm. It's when I did, when I tried to do the whole, oh, my art, it's okay, good and mysterious, okay, good yeah. That's not who I am. Like me trying to write all these, <laughs> me trying to write all these mystical, clever songs. I'm quite like some people. That's what they do. I know, I know, I know what you and mean. It's fine for them, but I'm not that. I yeah. You know, people talk about they've got imposter syndrome. I don't understand that. Like, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You have imposter syndrome, and you're trying to be somebody that you're not. That's what I think. So this is why I just never understood that. So, and it, that's why it never worked for me that side of the industry. And I thought. Again, but to make money sometimes, you have, you, have, you have to sell people this idea of something until it works, you know? And I think for me, my thing works. It's just that I needed more time for it to grow. and Because, yeah. you know, I mean, after I came up with the first album, like Amy Winehouse would always come and, oh, I love your first album. Yeah, but she bigged you up bare time. All the time. Yeah, she used to and big you up. And so when people are, oh, you know, and then you're envious of, of Amy's success, I'm like, no, because no. Amy was inspired by me. So what do you mean? Like, why would I, this, is like, this is another thing they do in the industry. Stop doing that. Yeah, like, put, put it, especially stop, with women. Stop doing yeah, Especially with women. with women. Oh, you know, the white women. If, if they're inspired by me and they're doing, why would it, it's so good, it means it's good for me. It means that I'm doing something right and that I'm, you know, yeah. I'm worth it as well. So anyone that's ever evolved past me and done well and has been a fan of me, Oh my God, it's, it's, a, it's a compliment to me and it's, it's and I, my I, success. I think people missed, and they missed the point of like, you know when there's the saying, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're put on this earth for I, a reason. So even if it's a case of you just being here to inspire others, 100%. And, and they become successful forever, that, you're part of that. You know, you're part of that success as well. Because so. as I said, like, if you give me this record, this is what she did for me. And That's exactly that. Like what we're doing here yeah, now. Exactly like, that. Yeah, 100%. You know? Well, you inspire me, so, you oh, know. Oh, you inspire me. <laughs> I do. Anyone that, anyone that is, is, is gets up and is doing it, like, because I looked, looked at your face, and I was like, is that you on the, on the keyboard? And then oh, I'll show my rapper. I can't play keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 it's just, but your your energy comes across so Appreciate lovely it. through. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And then, 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 I, then I checked out you and I was like, oh, you actually right? Because you didn't show that until quite after. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know what? I, I, so, I mean, it's not, this is not, I'm not taking this interview about me because we're going to swiftly go back to you. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Anderson and I, my brother Kane, I, we, we pursue music for a very long time. Oh, Kane, dope. Yeah, I yeah. That's why I know so. Kane, but I've not seen Kane since, um, you know, because I, I removed myself from everyone. I didn't want to be around anyone. So Yeah, like, I was going to get into that. Yeah, I'm going to get so, into that. Uh, let's, let's, go, let's, let's talk back yeah, to you. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's all right. Thank you, though. I appreciate, I appreciate yeah, all the kind words. Um, yeah, so there was a period uh, where I felt you kind of withdrawed from music for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were living in the States for a while as well, right? You were living in the States for a good yeah, while. Yeah, um, obviously, so when I met Salam in 2007, and that was when I was like, Taylor Walker's dead, she's been run over, she's been run over by the 266 bus, just get over her. Like, literally, I literally put a post up on my, on my Facebook. To see six six just run over the table because she's dead. <laughs> I was doing the most. Oh, I was doing the most. Because uh, I was like, no, I'm not letting anyone tell me what to do. I'm doing whatever. I'm putting up pictures of madness. Like, I look at me trying to lose weight. But I did bare crazy things. Yeah. But because I just wanted to claim back my, who I was. Because I'm just, I don't let people tell me what I can do. But then I met Salam in 2007. I got introduced to him by um, Desi G. He used to look, used to look after like, Miss Dynamite. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And, um. And I ended up being in the States with him in Miami and then, you know, for like maybe back and forth for four or five years. 
But then I was coming back and forth. But then you know he 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 took me everywhere he went. He went when he went to LA. I was in LA when he went to New York. Went to New York. But he was like mentoring me kind of thing. And it was like and we made this project called the Champagne Flute. But then after that, I went to New York for a bit. I ended up meeting um, Ski Beats and then Dame Dash. So yes. I was out there. With, with it's funny that you met Ski Beats when. Your <laughs> second song <laughs> was similar. The, 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 the sample was a Ski Beat song. Yeah, from Fulutini. And that's the thing. Again, when I met him, I did not know that he produced yeah. the track. See, yeah, I, yeah. it's crazy, face, isn't it? It's crazy. So I meet all these people not knowing who they are. So I remember talking again, and he goes, Yeah, one of my songs, Lucini, Lucini, and I'm like, yeah. Yo, I've got this record, I did this. And then I played it, and he's like, No way. But we, me and him ended up being in a relationship for about three years. But we met, and because like, he was doing 24 hour corrupt, I think that's when I met K Night. Yeah. That's what I met. Kate. So you met my bro, Kay Knight. He's behind the he camera. He doesn't. He doesn't like to be in front of the camera anymore. Big but yeah, Vercetti and um, Soul Culture because they were doing. Yes, they were doing uh, their thing. And I think somehow I think the link they came to Soul Culture came to film me in New yeah. York when I was in the studios with them, and then we kind of got the link to maybe do like a twenty-four hour creative squad over here, which never came out for some reason. Yeah, because of... anyway, <laughs> nothing to do with us but Dame Dash and no, yeah, 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 yeah. But but the thing is, at the time, I get like for them. They didn't understand the queens at the time. They didn't look at England. They thought, oh, well, they're learning there. Like, you know, they just looked at the Queen and T and the Spies. Some of them, I think Dame Dash was trying to do stuff with, stuff with like, is it Victoria Beckham? Yes, he was. So, like, at that know, time, he was. That's what yeah. he knew, but he didn't understand that there was a whole scene out here. Of course. And remember, that, you, lot, you lot smashed it. Loudmouth Melvin. Big, shout out to Loudmouth Melvin, my Loud brother. Loudmouth Melvin and Kano. So, you know, you kind of remember, I remember those days like it was yesterday. And I was in the studio, they had Kano, they had um, yeah. Deneo, they yeah. had. They had um, uh, Lady Leash. They had everybody from the UK scene that's blown up right now that's become the big household name on that Kawaii. And remember, the, and it was all that you like, K9 and everyone, you guys all put it in. K9, Lionel, and Versetti put all of that in together. Right. Yeah, they did that. And um, so that's why, you know, seriously, this is why I love to give people their flowers. Come Martin on, is like, because I was there, and then all of them people, they were so, oh my God, oh, Dame Dash, oh, Mosquito Beats, oh, they were so gassed to be there. And everyone was so respectful. I think Skets came through, there's so many people that came through, bare people came through. And, um, it was just such a moment, though. But then I think for me, because I've seen what they've done in the States, and it was because literally Dame just had this gallery in the middle of, like, Soho. Um, no, was it Soho, Manhattan? But it's like it's like us having a gallery in the middle of um, Soho or in the middle of Oxford Street. Mm-hmm. But then all these rappers are coming through and making music. And, and, um, and like, you'd see people like um, Chris Eubanks. Not Chris Eubanks. Flo Mayweather would come come through. Ray- Rayquan would be there. Cindy Crawford would just come Love and hang out. Dame Dash, because she's Dame Dash's cousin. Just hey, Dame, I just kind of say hi. Like, all these kind of stuff, like, it was happening. And we kind of had the same thing that we had with Deal Real. It was kind of similar. Do you remember Deal Real? Yes, of course. Of course. Deal Real was our version of that. Yeah. And I think, but what we, what I think what we were trying to do the next was trying to, trying to show Dame and guys, yo, we have this in London. We've been having this in London anytime. I know you guys, this is new. Like, you might have this there, but, like, we've been doing this in London yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. come, it's, it's Deal Real was sick, man. Listen, so and, but I remember I made Currency there, Smoke Dizza. Um, You've worked with Currency, haven't you? Yeah, I did oh, yeah. one song, but then again, at the time, no self-awareness. I'm just still from, I was worked with them, but no one knew who I was over there like that until after, like, oh, but she famous in London. But by that point, I was then yeah. not being able to support myself. So I was kind of relying on making music with other people. Right. And if, if, if it didn't come out on, if it didn't come out, like on on a set in the right way, then I wasn't really necessarily benefiting benefiting from it. So I'm on a record with them, but I don't talk about those records because it wasn't really. That's okay. Yeah, that's yeah, good, no, yeah. no, they were good records, but I feel yeah. like it was a time where I really had to figure out how to become my own outlet. 
you know what I mean? Because I think being signed to a major label, everything's done for you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're kind of not... But when you're independent, you, you're the one that holds the cards and I don't, I don't have to rely on anyone else, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But that's one thing. So being on records with them is amazing, but at the same time... Your sh the Champagne Flutes record was on Sex and the City soundtrack. Yes, because Salam did the soundtrack for that, yeah. Yeah, he did the whole, he did the whole soundtrack, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did the whole soundtrack, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. But that, that album, for instance, me and, Shalom, me and Salam, we own the rights to Champagne Flutes and that's got, like, it's got salt baths and... You know all these different things, like because it's part of an experience. The champagne flute. So, okay. But when that song got put on the album, it was amazing. Okay, awesome. Mm. Um, so then, around that time, um, you formed a group called Lady, yes. with Nicole Ray. Yes. That happened by accident because I was working with Dame, and then I was working with these guys called um, Truth and Soul. Yeah. Who they get sampled by Jay Z and people. Remember the Rock Boys? Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rock Boys. And they did um, Allo Black's Honey Dollar. Yep. So that's the reason why we were working because they heard the champagne flutes. I heard those records, I'm like, come, we work. When I started working, and it turns out they didn't find out who they were because he loved some of the Sharon Jones and the Dap King stuff and the Lee Field stuff. And they were mm -hmm. like, yo, can, can we come down and check out some of the sessions? And I'm like, of course. They came down, and it, somehow me, Nicole, and this, another girl, Mackenzie Mackenzie Eddie, who, used to, who was part of Blue Rock, came down and we started writing these songs. Because there's supposed to be three of us in, 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 um, in Lady. Yes, I, I think I remember you, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be three of us, but... Um, because obviously everyone, this is why everyone hates me because I don't, I don't leave out nothing. This is why people don't like to me because I, I tell the truth. I don't do the whole, because they were literally trying to oust the situation, trying to go in like it never happened. But she was in the group and we all wrote those songs, started writing those songs together. But then me and Nicole finished at the end because they and they want to fell out. Who was the third, who was the third member? Um, Mackenzie. Eddie. Mackenzie, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. She's yeah. beautiful blonde girl from, from Charleston. She's beautiful. Really? But she was, she was the one that was running. Blew up with um, Dame Dash at the time. Okay. But they probably don't want people to know what this, but it's the truth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have I a? You and Dame get on really well. Do you know it's funny? You know, Dame had. Um, there was a time when I had to write my um, for my visa, and um, and I was just thinking that because Dame used to be like, ah, oh, she's famous in London. You never used to say my name. Like, she's famous in London, but you never used to say my name because you think I don't know your name, huh? I know your name, but she, but I don't want to say it. And it's always that. Used to always have this play thing with me. And because I was, I was somebody that never used to kind of back down. If you said something, I thought you were talking nonsense. But I had chatting rubbish. Everyone would be like, you can't talk to Damon, mm. you crazy, you shout at you. And there was only one time when he maybe said to me, you know what, Terry, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Because I was a bit drunk and I was chatting nonsense. But but there was a time when he had to, he had to write my um, a report and I had to write like a reference for me. And, you know, I thought, you know, I wrote it and I said, oh, if you read this, I'll just sign it off for me. And he wrote it himself and he was like, the way that he spoke about me, I was like, what? So Terry reminded me of myself, she's a go-getter, da, da 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 And I couldn't believe how much the man was just like, had so much ratings. Mm. And I was like, so all the little jibing was just more for me, for me to like not get too comfortable with myself and just, you know. Mm. But what I think in the end what happened, because of the whole lady thing and the way it disbanded, we kind of disconnected because Nicole ended up leaving who was also part of the situation, and then, because they fell out. If I saw him now, it would be great, but I don't think we, we it's not, it's not, it wouldn't be the same. Like, we don't, we, I can't call them and say, hey, well, go on. But okay. I know that the respect is there. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's getting, it's getting, because I don't get caught up in people's nonsense, but I just know that him, he's all about loyalty in it. So when we left that situation, yeah, I just, I have to keep it honest. It is what it is, you know? Well, I, I love that, though. I love that you just, you just don't, you know, you don't compromise who you are. And you're, just, you're just gonna I just can't. keep it moving, no matter whatever happens, happens, kind of it thing. Because I remember what happened the day, even when they when um they found out that Nicole decided to kind of keep it moving, 
he, uh, they, he, I was on a FaceTime call with Ski and him. They were like, yo, so Nicole's trying to leave. And, like, and then Ski was like, yo, you can't tell Terry what to do. Terry ain't going to take no sides. And it's mm. like, but well, he's thinking he thought that he could come and... Oh, yeah. and she did this. It's about, they, it didn't work, not, yeah. I've, I've been there. I see what happens. Like, I know why she left. And come on, you know why she left. So let's just let's stop not here. do this, yeah. But because he saw that, he just realised, you know what? Yeah. And, and I think it's up for me. I'm always going to be... I always fight for the underdog and I always fight for the truth. Yeah. I will never allow anyone to just lie or, or pretend like... You know when people try to... Oh, this person isn't that good or... Or, or people are chatting behind someone's back but they're not saying it to that person. Like, I'll always make sure that I defend people that deserve to get what they what they're supposed to get. You know what I mean? So, that's who I am. Let's talk about... I mean, how underrated do you think Nicole Ray was as a talent? I mean, she had the big tune with... Um, why you all in my grill? She had another one where she was dressed like Michael Jackson. What was that one again? Her and Missy, Missy Elliott did a song together. And it, it, was like a, it was like a dedication oh, to I my MJ. I got you what? I got what? Was that, was it, that was the video? Let's make it hot. Michael Jackson? There was a video where it was Nicole Ray up. and Missy and it was like a dedication to MJ. You're making this up. I don't no, know. I, I, <laughs> nice. I got what you want. It's another one. I got what you want. Yeah. There was and one, then, I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Because she, so she was, Nicole was, was, um, was, was, was Missy's protégé first. Didn't yes, remember, that's right. I, remember, so I think when, obviously whatever they had, Fell out for that moment, but then you obviously noticed. Oh, so they actually fell out. Yeah, I didn't know think that. Think about it because yeah, I just we didn't see no, it again. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I think she tells the story herself. I know she doesn't really go into detail, but like not fell out, but you just saw that. Um, you know, that after that there was tweet and there wasn't. That is true. She was like the that replacement, another dark skin girl. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And the next one, you didn't hear Nicole, nothing from Nicole, but Nicole was part of Dame Dash's camp. Right. And then I think then that you know for so long, but then obviously now she they've reunited recently, and I think this industry, there's so many things where people think. When someone introduces you, they always feel like they have this claim over you, which they, they which kind of they do because they, maybe they've introduced you to some people. But in order for you to become the real artist that you're supposed to become, they have to allow you, yeah, to to work and and not, you know, it's like it's like having a child. Like you have a child, you're gonna have to let that child go out into the world. Yeah, you don't know you can teach them whatever you want to teach them, but for them to really implement and understand if you've actually really taught them anything, you have got to see how they actually do outside. You yeah, know, if what you've taught them is actually really valuable, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that's what happened with Nicole. That's why now she's so happy. She's, she's part of Truth, Truth and Soul, but she's writing her own songs. She's in control of her life. And, and you two are still cool? Yeah, Still great. On. I love that. I love that. You guys, you guys I had some good... I don't fall out of anyone. Everyone, if they fall out of me, that's their problem. <laughs> you, had some, you, know no, you, you had some good songs together and, you know, yeah. and then you, come, and then you, you, know, you were continued doing more projects, more albums. Yeah. You did a song with... Frisco was on one of your albums. Yes. Um, what was that? What was that like working with Frisco? Oh, Frisco, Fris- Frisco. Legend Frisco. for those who don't know. Big Frisco's up. a legend. Remember, I met Frisco through Deneo because we did. I did. Um, yeah, you did a song with Deneo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a song called. Um, Move, it was called Move to the Gallery. Yes. It was a girl version. It was a matter. And I did a chorus. Move to the Gallery. I remember that. And then I, and that's when I met Jamma, Shorty, and Frisco for the first time. And obviously, again, I come up from. You know, I didn't know nothing about boy, but no, I didn't know nothing about you know. I just I heard about Skepta. I heard about Wiley. Just about yeah. But you're not in the realm anymore because no, you're, you're somewhere I, else. I was in the you know? States, yeah, but in then the it States. turns out after when they come back, all these people knew. I was like, how do you not know? And, but to me, I'm looking at them thinking, oh my god, you guys are so inspiring. You, you guys are running your own team. You guys are trailblazers. You're like, you know, boundary break. You're doing your own shit. But I didn't know at the time that I even was even anyone that even knew. So when I met them all, then the Fisco was like, you know, I asked them if you could come on one of my tracks. I said, yeah, come. And then I'd always go and support him when he, when he needed a den. Oh, one of my favorite places to go to when he first started the den. It's in yeah. the circle of dead art. Oh. This is why I kind of, the, the Melton Point is like kind of loosely based off on the fact of, 
a night which is unapologetic and authentically us. Yeah. And my one is free to get in, but like, but then you introduce acts that we are into from the scene that need to be heard, and then it would always start off really quiet, but at the end of it, it'll just go off. And then sometimes you'd end up having Fisco performing or Skepta would come through or I'd seen gigs perform there. I'd seen Miss, Miss, Miss Banks there. I saw Paige Cake. There's so many people that I saw there that started from that. And I'm like, and he introduced me to the whole industry right. from the UK. Because I said, I just thought, I was very much Americanized and I just, did, I just do so. I'm not into all this other stuff. But there's such a whole healthy, thriving scene out here, man. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah, absolutely. I, mm. th- I think I think I think UK seems healthier than ever now. Right. Really yeah, and you know. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it really is. Nah, it, is. it really is. It really is. So for you, even when you came back and you dropped some albums, I, I, I still felt like you still kind of was a bit withdrawn from the scene. Still, I, I hated everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you were just a I bit. No, but I understand. <laughs> your experience. You mean you're 20 years? Well, now you're 20 years deep. Yeah. Um. So at that time, you you were. Probably in the 15 years, 16 years. Yeah, do you know, and the thing is, not that I hate everyone, it's just that I just, can't, I just can't deal with the nonsense. So if I'm around people that are not, for, that are fraudulent and I can't speak, if I can't say what I want to say, and then yeah. it's going to make me get cancelled or, like, I don't, why would I want to be around that? I mean, yeah. I can't, you know, like, if you know something's shit, but everyone's telling you because, because they made records and everyone's going to tell you that it's good because, I'm sorry, because if, if I'm doing something shit, I want you to tell me that it's shit so right. I can fix it. Yeah. And because in that way, because it it's all great at people being, you know, successful and having all this money and stuff. But as an artist, doesn't matter how much money you have. But if your music's not good, and people as, and as an artist and as a creative, and people don't respect you for that, shit will cut you deep, and you'll end up being very lonely. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain to a lot of these lot. It's all great because you started out being great. You got introduced to this world and to the to the scene as being the dope, being dope. But then when you started getting too comfortable, which what happened with me with the Whoopsie Daisy and stuff and the second album, you started getting too comfortable. Yeah. And then listening to people because of. You have all the wrong people that yes people around you, but they're not telling you the truth. So you make records and do stuff that then ends up being nonsense. Yeah. So the reason why I didn't end up removing myself is because I saw how a lot of people, when they started making it, started changing and started acting like brand new, like forgot who they and I That's what I love about you. You you don't you don't you don't got, you, you, you ain't into that, that nonsense. I don't you ain't care. Into that. Listen, I could do you see me going to the shop with my flip flops and my headscarf for like this is me. And the next day you'll see me dressed up and do you know what I mean? But but also I don't pretend I don't live above my means I pretend to be something that I'm not. Yeah. But all the people that I'm, I started out with and you know, that are people that I've really I'm still in contact, like I've never stopped talking to, I've never stopped working with them. I just didn't wanna I just wanted to go back to a place of let me own my let me understand how I got here yeah. and own my stuff. Because there's no point of talking about all these things but you have nothing to show for it. Right. Everyone I was doing was owned by this one or collaborated with this one. It wasn't under my under my ownership so unless and if I did collaborate um, no I never collaborate it's always me featuring or something whatever but now now I only do collaboration so anything I do we, we both have to sign off we both have to say Sick. this is happening because if it's not what's the point I'm not I'm not you don't need me more than I need you none of that no 100% well let's talk let's talk about a collaboration that took place that made me made me feel that you've kind of kind of rejuvenated your love of making music again, which is with children. Yeah, I need to watch it. The Travel Light album. You know what? It was. Which is a big tune. Oh my god! That, that whole album was crazy. Let me but. tell you something. That album saved my life. When I remember, this is one time I was doing a bunch of again. When I was just by myself, drunk, high, doing a bunch of stuff online. You know, especially just the rest of me. When you're on social media and, you, yeah. and you're by yourself and you've got so much to say, be writing all these poor like comments. And then one day, Connie was. This is when Connie, when Connie was still on the internet because now she's chilling in the zoos. Connie was like, yo, like, how is it Table don't talk about Table Like, Table has done all this stuff. How people not mention And he, he tweeted that. And it's I'm wicked. thinking to myself, oh, wow. Like, it made me think, because he realized like, everything I've done from Shanking Flutes, da da da. Yeah. 
And I thought to myself, oh, thank you. So when he asked me, when they asked me to come to the studio, I was like, of oh, course. Cool. At the time, I still wasn't really focusing on myself. I was still doing nonsense. And but I did that record, did it for them, and they they literally slowly but surely just made me excited about being an artist again. And then even understood, made me understand that how how much things that I've started, but I just was never serious enough to take yeah. on board. And like they say, they're serious guys. They're no, serious, serious about their how they put things out, how they their music. They're serious, and I, I'm serious about. After that, I was serious about my music sonically and what I wanted to say, but I wasn't serious about necessarily being a product. Do you know what I mean? I was just serious about whatever I put out musically has to be say exactly what I want to say musically and sonically. But everything after that, visually, I didn't give a shit yeah. about all that stuff. Because I've been there when it was all done and then you see that you attract a lot of people that don't necessarily listen to you. They're, 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 they're listening, they're watching what's cool and what's trendy, but they're not necessarily... Sometimes, like, children... I know some people are like, oh, I love children's news, but then actually they're really listening to what they're saying because they're following their cult of what's happening. Yeah, and yeah, the vibe the of vibe it. The vibe of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying some deep stuff, man. Listen, but, but, but if you know... About the history of children's disease. Yeah, you know they've been through, they've been through it and they've been in the game for so Listen, long. Broken was, English, broken you know, good exactly. man, man, all that. And so then you've got DRS from, from you know from yeah. whatever his pop. But that's what the first song, just a little, just a little more. Yeah. You know what happened yeah. before. And when Tyler said, um, you fuckers didn't see the hand though. Um, forget all the L, but you fuckers didn't see the hand at the step. I was like, oh my god, they get it! I was like, they get it! And I yeah. lost it. That's like because they sent me the album before it was ready. You know, like tell me what you think. I said, guys. And that's since this album, they've made a classic. No, they have, 100%. No what, it's a classic. Second album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second album, at first I was like, because they were sounding sad, you know, Love No Love Song. And I was like, no, I don't want to hear you, sad, you're amazing. But then again, again, they had to speak their truth. And I was like, Some, Music is, is therapeutic. It's for you, really, first and foremost, before you put it 100%. out. 100%. So you've got to just get everything off your chest. Everything off your chest. And then you can think about doing whatever you whatever need to do after, after that. After. Yeah. And that's what the second album now, it's actually just as... Just as my favorite as the first one, but I thought the first one's the one, but the second album is no, it's actually a big, even big more. Album. Like, yeah, big because album. we've evolved, we've grown, and remember, and the thing is, I'm cheeky to tell them, oh, I don't want to hear no sound. I was talking my truth on <laughs> there, so but I just want you guys to be happy. <laughs> time. No, yeah. you guys have made. You know, we do that to we do that to artists. I know if we yeah, do yeah, that. I'll just be happy, man. Like, we we dictate how they should yeah, talk. Let them let them express themselves. Let them express themselves. I hate everyone right now. Then this is how this they feel. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. Because even when I put out entitled, people were like, oh, you sound so upset and angry. And I wasn't even upset and angry. I was just like, I was more mad at myself for allowing people to, and I was trying yeah. to tell them, how did I do that? But I, but I didn't have to forgive myself. And this album now, oh my God, you can tell that I just, I'm back to... So they produced your, yeah. the new album that you dropped earlier this year. Yeah. My Love Story. My birthday, April 14th. Yeah. 14th of April? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a beautiful album, by the way. Thank you. Um, so they produced that. Yeah. Okay. I'll come on. Yeah, because it, it it does it does have that sound. It has the sound. It has the sound. And the thing so. is, finally, over you, the moment I wrote, "Don't waste your time," because yeah. I don't really care about you. Like I mean, every word because, yeah. like you know, because um, I follow what I feel inside. I love me what you feel. I'm sure. You that's with Tyler. Huh? Yeah. No, yeah. That's the Tyler. No. That, 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 that the last song on Tyler? No, that, no. That's, uh, that's um, um, uh, I surrender. Apologise. I'm finally over yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. that song, it was me, um, me, Tyler, Connie and um, DRS. Yeah. And I remember just, that, that first, those first lines that start the song, I remember just coming up with that melody and that idea and I was like, this is, and that's when I knew, God, I'm ready to make this album because I really meant it. I don't care what you, because I'm following. And even some, there's points when I was making this record, 
when I was losing my voice and doing stuff, and I think the guys, they went, obviously, they look at me like, I'll be working with Terry Walker. I'm like, no, 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 you're working with Chanel right now. So, and you need to understand, Terry Walker became Chanel. So, when I'm off calling him and asking him certain questions, he's thinking, but why are you, but you're, and like, because in, in the end, they were like, you, you wrote this album. I said, I wanted you not, to, there's a reason why I, I wanted you guys to produce this album because you guys are making records that I want to make. But I also, the way that we stumble across it, because you obviously respect me, but I respect me because I'm around honest people, you know? So, it got to a point where then people understood, like, listen, if you don't like something, tell me. This time yeah. when they wouldn't even, when I'm sent something, they wouldn't even reply. That means basically they were shit. <laughs> but then when it was dope, they were dope, they were, I would get the reaction, oh, blah, 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 fire sign, fire emoji. So, and that's what I wanted. I, I didn't want to make a record with people that weren't listening to me or yeah. or, or only would, had too much respect for me that they wouldn't say what it, you know, what it was. I wanted people to be brutally honest. And if everyone in the room was on the same page, and that's what it is from the visuals that's to amazing. everything. One of the reasons why I haven't done any videos yet because right now my guts, you know, and even shows yet because it's, it everything has to make sense to me. It's not about waiting for the right time because it's always the right time I can do it any time. But I think because I because I trusted the process with making the record, I have to trust the process with everything else as well. So I think there's something beautiful in that that that, that you can you don't have the ego to be like, no, I know what I'm doing. You you want to mm. learn as well with great artists and you want to grow with them. Um, if you ever do do a video, you know what the song is that I would want to see a video for which is I'm not the one which is ah, yeah. my yeah, I think that's my jam I think a lot of people's jam on that you know, album no, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people talk about that on, on do you know what it's like because when it first came out and this is one of the reasons why I'm, I don't want to do a show you know when you put the album out first like, oh, when, when are you doing the tour when are you but you're putting out, and there's only a few people that know the song, but I want people to understand what, what is it. So I'm not the one It's like why are you fighting yeah, me yeah. your insecurities like I'm not I'm not here to try to prove anything to anybody. Right. I've been here, done this. I know what I know my audience. I know how it yeah. works. So I'm not gonna be here trying to. I'm not competing with you. I'm not comparing myself to you. I'm not jealous of you. I'm yeah. not. And so there's a lot of people that um I want to collaborate and work with whatever else. And then as again, they sometimes will make you think like they, that you need them more. Like oh, you know, you're not you're not relevant right now. So you might have to do this. Like I don't have to do any of that. Oh, if I come out of my house, exactly. I come out of, like today. I come out of my house for a reason. Yeah, I appreciate. Because I see what when I see what people are doing. And I think it's dope. I'm with it. Yeah, if it's absolutely. not dope, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care if you've done your first episode. I don't care if you're on your hundred and you, you're, you know, you're, you're the biggest station, or whatever else. But to me, it's about yeah. If something's dope, it's dope. I, and I, I wish more people will start to have that thinking and that mindset again because mm. that's kind of lost since everything's kind of gone with numbers and views yeah. and all that. People are losing that. But that's I, I, I'm that way inclined as well. I will yeah. work with anyone as long as I think it's dope. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right, and um, just a few things. I'm mean, going to wrap up soon, actually. But yeah, I'm going to ask you a few more questions before we do. Um, actually, where's my phone? Because I have some few questions on my phone before. I was going to say to you, like, there we go. You've been really good with just without just looking at anything. Yeah, I've, I wrote some a list of names of people you've worked with. Yeah, and you, you don't have to, you know, go into detail. Just a few sentences about. You know, what's going to go. Um, <laughs> uh, Kenny Oh, that's my that's my bitch. Oh no no no! I was literally just on the phone to her just before. Like Kelly Rock was one of the first people I heard. I remember seeing in England. If you need a little bit of love, don't look no further. I remember seeing oh, that great. video. Great, a legend as well. Absolutely legend. Yeah, Kenny, legend. When I first got signed, and um, I did this thing for one extra, one of their homegrown thingy, and she was standing right at the front watching me, and I was like, this. Kelly Rock, and she's watching me, listening to every word. And she, the minute after, I was like, oh, 
And I was literally, I just talked, I just talked to my friends to death about Kelly Rock and Shola Emma. I was like, oh my God, these are not my favourite singers. I love them. And for me, it had to be like so close now. You know what, actually, you know, I'm going to pivot a bit because I want to actually talk about artists around your era that yeah. you would probably know in a, in a, in a good social setting yeah. and scene. Um, and, 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 I, and I see you all as legends, yeah. right? So let's talk about um, Estelle. Like, you get on with Estelle really well. Yeah. Um, did you ever work with her? Did, did that ever happen? Before Estelle did the American Boy um, and stuff, I remember she said it to me just before it was about to come out. And this is before um, Kanye was on. And I said, Stella, you've gone clear. This is it. This is the one. And she's like, ah, oh. we we know, we know to talk all the time. And obviously, you know, she's become Stella now. And it's it's amazing. So no, no, I, I, no, I wasn't, I'm inspired by Stella because she was inspired by me first. And she always used to let me know every time she's trying to write me to everything. I'm invited her to everything. So it, yeah, it's, it's a big, okay. it's, so as I said, her, everyone's success is my success. Yeah, well, you know? I agree. Yeah. Beverly Knight. Again, someone that I saw doing it before. As a black woman in the UK, when they tell you, oh, black people don't sell. Till now, she's still running things. So again, another one. Show that ammo. Come, listen. <laughs> you left me crying in the following rain, baby. She, she, listen, she, she was big things in her. Show that ammo. I told you if I want to. Ah! Yeah, man. There's, there's, there's nothing to say. Show that ammo is a G. Miss Dynamite. Come on. Again, Legend. like, come on. All now. Pull in our yoke. Yeah. Anytime, still, still popping off. Any rain. If you don't hear the nail or Miss Dynamite or So Solid at the end of the day, like, Miss Dynamite is a satisfied legend. She's a legend. Amy Winehouse. Again. At, she bigged you up all the time. Up, but even like her first album when it came out, me and mum used to play it on repeat in the house. But then, and then to know that she was inspired, but like again. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't and it? And even if she wasn't inspired by me, I would have been a fan anyway, but it just means so much more knowing that she was a fan. This gentleman was a little bit before your time, but do you have any thoughts about Lyndon David Hall? Do you know what? I wasn't... And I wasn't the biggest Linda David Hall fan. I love okay. I love Sexy uh, Cinderella. Sexy Cinderella. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, is it the Victor? Is it Victor? No. Yeah. Um, so, but like, but no, I li- I liked him, but I like I wasn't the biggest fan of him like that. But I got why he was big though. But it wasn't. This is, he wasn't my Omar was my, was for me. You know, Dolly. Yeah, Omar. And, um, Let's just go about Omar. Yeah. And you've worked with Omar. Come on, so. like again, growing up in Germany. Yeah. My mum was playing me all these records from Soul to Soul and Omar and Donnie, don't you know love? But I remember hearing, there's nothing like this. And dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. we kept it on repeat. Iconic, man. So Iconic. now, and the man is still, and to, to the point, he doesn't even want to perform that song half the time. Like, are you mad? Yeah, yeah. I know. But it's happening. It happens though. But you, you have that too. I'm sure you have one of those songs you that you, you are, like people want to hear that you just like. No, I mean, I've never had a word for a hit like that. So I've never okay. had, but Whoopsie okay. Daisy, when people ask me to perform Whoopsie Daisy, because that was the highest charting one, the one that sung yeah. like, ruined my life. Yeah, I'm like, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 the, the sledgehammer come out. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, the sledgehammer come that, out. I get it. Take my serious. <laughs> uh, sugar babes. Oh come on! I was there when I first came. Cause I don't know its destination. I remember meeting Mucha, um, Siobhan, and um, Siobhan, Siobhan and, and um, Keisha. Yeah. Um, and I remember again, they were like, you know, like Siobhan now. They've all turned into these beautiful young ladies and Mucha. Like, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I love them. Let's talk about some collaborations that you've had. Yeah. Um, you worked with Swindle. Yeah. What was that like? It's a very okay. different style as well. Like, Gay didn't know who he was at first. Okay. To find out again, big time, bad yeah, man producer from everyone producer. else. And this is what I'm saying. I, I'm always, it's always best when I meet people when I don't know anything about them. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's a genuine thing. Even if they know about some, even if they don't know about me. Because I mean, that's what happens with me and that's true. But no, when I met yeah. Swindle, Swindle, um, yeah, and just this energy and his excitement and, and I think because we didn't know each other, we were allowed to kind of go to different bands. Because remember, he's usually a grime producer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. turned into... Like he came song. from grime um, origins. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now he's like 
because he's a producer to producer now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it was amazing. That stage, I mean, it, was, it was at his mum's house somewhere in Surrey. I think it was in Surrey. And, it, it, you know, just this enthusiasm and just him. But again, us having a conversation, just talking about something that he was going through, I was going through, and we collaborated it, and that's what the first song, Running Cold, is the song yeah. that came off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about, I, I'm, Eshu's a good friend of mine. I've actually worked with Estu. We've done some songs Let together. Let me tell you something. Yeah, tell Eshu, me about Estu. I love, listen, Simon, I love you. Yeah, man. No, that session, I, I was in management at the time. I don't think Simon knew who I was, and I didn't know who he was. Okay. And it was one of the sessions where we both were like, oh, God, okay, we're here. When I finished writing the song, I come up, come, he sent me what I'd written. I was like, Yo, one of my favourite records of all time because I was going through something at the time and I didn't realise what I was going... I didn't realise how much I was going through it until I listened back to the lyrics where I said, I just need closure. And it's the way that the melodies and where I went to it and where we got, ended up getting signed to, to, to Defected. And we, have, we tried to work against it, but I, I find with a lot of people that I work with, once you make that record with me, T. Williams, um, the song called Heartbeat that I've done, mm-hmm. when I do like, one record with people, sometimes if you don't make another record again because we've made that record, you know? And so me and, me and SG have not really worked again together. Again, he, did, he did like a few remixes for me and stuff, but he's amazing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you mean, you, you're going to be making some more music, so, you know, maybe you might be in the cards again. Yes. Uh, my Love Story is out. My Love Story. I think I'm saying love, but it sounds like I'm saying life, but it's My Love Story is out now. It's out now, available on all digital platforms. Um, and... That sing- that that album cover is absolutely stunning. By yes, the way, you look vinyl. absolutely beautiful. It's in yeah. vinyl soon. It's coming vinyl in vinyl soon. Twenty fifth of August. August. It's coming out in vinyl. It's coming out in August soon, and hopefully, um, we'll get to see you perform live soon. I'll, I'll be there with my fun. waving my flag. Yes. And um and and we'll get to hear more music from the wonderful Terry Walker. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Love you me. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Cool. All good? Yeah. Did I speak fast? I know I was nah, nah, you're blessed. <laughs> <laughs>